From Variety, I'm Michael Schneider. What would you do if I sang? Drunk history creator and host Derek Waters is a child of the 1980s and was an obsessive TV fan growing up. Among his favorite TV series was the groundbreaking half hour, The Wonder Years. But it's so inspiring that, that like you look at a show like that and it should inspire other people to be like, yeah, you can do something new now. Like, that wasn't normal. Like, someone took a risk and made a passionate show with characters that you related to in every different way. Like, I don't know. I like shows or movies or anything that you can watch it at any age, and that's definitely one of those. On this edition of the podcast, we talk to Derek Waters about the pilot episode of The Wonder Years, as well as how he collects TV guides, why he hates reboots, and what's in store for drunk history. It's my favorite episode. Thank you, DJ Omar Khan, for the theme song. It's my favorite episode. And this time out, we're talking to drunk history star and creator Derek Waters. Waters' pick is the pilot episode of The Wonder Years. Written by Neil Marlins and Carol Black and directed by Steve Miner, the episode first aired after the Super Bowl on January 31, 1988. The show won the Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Comedy Series in 1988 after just six episodes. The pilot's plot centers on young Kevin Arnold, his family, his best friend Paul, and his crush-turned-girlfriend Winnie Cooper. Storylines are told through Kevin's reflections as an adult in his mid-30s, voiced by narrator Daniel Stern. It was the first kiss for both of us. We never really talked about it afterward. But I think about the events of that day again and again, and somehow I know that Winnie does too. Whenever some blowhard starts talking about the anonymity of the suburbs or the mindlessness of the TV generation. Because we know that inside each one of those identical boxes, with its Dodge parked out front and its white bread on the table and its TV set glowing blue in the falling dusk, there were people with stories. There were families bound together in the pain and the struggle of love. There were moments that made us cry with laughter. And there were moments, like that one, of sorrow and wonder. We sat down earlier this year with Derek Waters and geeked out about the 1980s, including its TV series and our mutual love of old TV Guide magazines. I think it was like 9 or 10. I was born in 79. I think it came out in 88 or 89. Yeah, so I've got the exact time. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, so... It uh, premiered on January 31, 1988, right after the Super Bowl. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That I didn't remember. That's so cool. So I was nine. Yeah. It was... uh, I was eight about to be nine. One of those shows where it did so well after the Super Bowl, people loved it, that it became a thing for a few years after that, where every year someone would premiere a new show behind the Super Bowl, thinking that they would get another Wonder Years on their hand. And of course, they never did again. Wow. I never knew that. Yeah. So have they ever done that? Now what do we see after Super Bowls? Now it's just like a mix of things. Like usually like Isn't it too late? 
Maybe Super Bowls were earlier. I think they maybe ended earlier. You're yeah. right. But now yeah. they now they do like special episodes of things. I think CBS this year has like a reality show they're going to put on mm-hmm. behind it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's it's... interesting. I never knew that. But it would make sense. Yeah. But actually now it's oh, it's always been the commercials. That's always been a big thing, but a show to be like, let's watch a whole game and then I mean, that show better be good. Yeah. You just watched a whole football game more than likely you're drunk. <laughs> exactly. And you're somewhere where it's loud. How that's really impressive though that the Wonder Years did that. Yeah. But I think it's just why I like it and it's like it hits every note. I mean, that the pilot just tells you everything you ever like are like, yeah, I'm going to love this story. Yeah. The coolest kid in this neighborhood in the 60s has the cutest sister that the main character has a crush on who has a bully brother, then that kid, the coolest kid in the neighborhood, dies in Vietnam. Winnie Cooper, he wants to help Winnie Cooper, puts yeah. his jacket around her, and kiss, it gives his first kiss to when a man loves a woman. <laughs> it's, yeah, Get out of here. And That's going to be a good show. Yeah, yeah. I don't care who won the Super Bowl. And and you were pretty close, and, and I, I'm kind of around your age too, yeah. like the same age, watching that show. And, and so, you know, even though it was a period piece, mm-hmm. could completely relate. And also they did a thing that you don't, you know, when you like something as a kid, you only see it for your kid eyes. But when I, when you get older and you look at specifically that, they were making childhood like it was Vietnam. Like they were doing some, something so smart. Yeah. And I, I just think that show changed so many different things and, like, it gave you a family. Like, there was, I don't know. I, I, I just love them so much. Yeah. I love that whole world. Well, the so so TV Guide named it one of the 20 best shows in the 1980s. Mm. And this uh, episode actually helped uh, make give it the Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Comedy Series after just six episodes. They just did six episodes that first season, That's but right. it was yeah. strong enough yeah. that, that it, it got all these accolades. Uh-huh. And... When you think about, you know, shows in that era, like Wonder Years stood out also so much just because it looks so different. Now we yeah. kind of take for granted, obviously, single camera comedy. I think it was filmed. Too. Yeah, I think I'm not sure. Yeah, um, no, it was. Yeah, we're we we're so used to that now. But then it was like a little movie you were watching. Yeah, yeah, and unlike any other half hour. So there, yeah. there was something that felt revolutionary about it. There was no laugh track, right. not yeah, not what exactly. people were used to with with right. comedy. So I can only imagine people back then thinking like, "What is this? Is right. it's a drama, but it's a yeah. comedy." And now, of course, all lines are blurred. But it's yeah. so inspiring that that like you look at a show like that, and it should inspire other people to be like, "Yeah, you can do something new now." Like that wasn't normal. Like someone took a risk. And made a passionate show with characters that you related to in every different way. Like, I don't know. I like shows or movies or anything that you can watch it at any age. And that's definitely one of those. Yeah. 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 No, definitely. Definitely. Was that, uh, what What was sort of your TV diet back then as a kid? What did you, you watch well, besides? I remember um, Tuesdays. Were growing pain, or it's Tuesday or Thursday was growing pains. Who's the boss? Yeah, growing pains, family ties, and then I'm a child of TGIF. You know, uh, Family Matters and Full House, Perfect Strangers. Yeah, that were that was like 
Yeah, I was, yeah. and Cosby on Thursday. I remember Cosby's yeah. was on Thursday. I know back back when it was okay too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Mr. Belvedere, were you? Uh, where, where'd you stand on Mr. Belvedere? I was a little. I forget what night he came on, but I think our family had something. Oh, and Sunday nights in Living Color. Yeah, that was for my big big TV guy. Oh. Um, I. Punky Brewster, I can't remember what night that was on. I loved her. Um, but who's uh, Mr. Belvedere? I, I never uh, got into. Yeah. Great theme song. It was a great theme song. And Alf, I loved. Alf. You know, they were talking about rebooting Alf. Why? Why? <laughs> Leave it, it alone. Doesn't seem that it worked out. What, what's your take on the reboot mania? Are you happy to see some of these old shows again? Or? Even though I like boots, I'm wearing them. I don't yeah. like reboots. I don't like rebooting. I believe, I hope someday I'm alive to see, like, some sort of, like, uh, law pass where when something, whether it be The Wizard of Oz, you know, let's take The Wizard of Oz. Like, once a show or movie has, like, done some sort of accolade, it can be shut. Or it's like, you're not allowed to touch this. Leave it alone. Yeah. Leave it alone. If you want to do it again... Like, re-release the DVD. Don't change it. Yeah. And I, I think some, there are very few cases where you're like, oh, that movie could have been better. And it's like, I don't know. It's that that pisses me off. And the new thing is inspired uh, based on a true story. Oh, my God. Enough. Yeah. If you're going to do based on a true story, tell the story. Yeah. Don't don't just abuse people by saying, like, it's based on the truth. Well, I guess I gotta watch it. No, you didn't tell the truth. Right, Tell right. the truth. Yeah. And if yeah. you're not going to, then don't say that. And that's okay. If you want to do something that's like it, just never tell me it's based on a true story. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, no. On. But I'm anti-reboot. I, I'm, I'm trying to think of one thing that I'm like, I'm so glad they rebooted that, and I can't. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's it doesn't seem to be going away. This this remake culture, What's, this reboot yeah, why? culture. Why? Why do you think it is? Well, it's it's because we do live in an age of five hundred shows, too many shows. That mm-hmm. it's the only way to break through. So, or one of the few ways to break through to to make some noise. There's still attention paid to whenever someone remakes something. What's a reboot or remake that you were like? I actually like this. Um, you know, one day at a time, the new version is actually pretty good. Mm. Uh, you know, partly because it's so different from right. the original that yeah. you know it's it's almost a remake in name only. You know, if if they can do something that's unique and, and original, then I guess I'm I'm fine with. They're they're just sort of taking the premise, but then yeah, one that I just remembered that I loved growing up, and I'm trying to do a like homage to in our show. But was Rescue 911. Mm-hmm. And I heard they might be rebooting that. And a show like that makes sense to me to reboot is because it's true stories. It's yeah. not like, oh, they're going to do the same thing again. It's like, no. Here's William Shatner presenting you like these rescues that have happened. Like, to th- that makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. I-, I like that. I would like to help bring back Unsolved Mysteries because that was just that was one of my favorite shows. Yeah. Well, in uh, the season premiere of Drunk History, you actually do do an homage to Are You Afraid of the Dark? Exactly. So you, Are you afraid of the drunk? Yeah, ex- exactly. So, so there are the, uh, the, the, some of these classic uh, shows that you, you're kind of playing around with. Yeah, I like to give an homage to stuff that I like. And, yeah, 
Oh, I also remember Unsolved Mysteries was Wednesday. I do remember that. Yeah. And Top Cops. There was a show called Top <laughs> I remember Cops Top on Cops. Thursday. Yeah. I would watch that. And then America's Most Wanted on Friday. So you watched a healthy amount of TV yeah, growing up. I really watched. I watched more TV than movies. Yeah. Uh, but that was the uh, thing I'd do with my family. So. I, I was kind of the same way. Really? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All of these same shows that you're mentioning. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there was a lot of good TV back then. Really good. You know what I also did? And I still... Call me whatever you want. I saved all my TV guides, and I love my TV guide. Do you really still have them? I still have them. Because you know I do, too. Yeah. You really do? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's... I grew up collecting TV guides. So. Are you being... Are you messing with me? No, I'm, I'm telling the truth. I've ha- I have, like, the Dukes of Hazard TV guide. Like, my grandmother was a collector, and then... When I found her collection, I started doing it. And the first one I have was, like, the Simpsons pilot. And then I just continued and continued. And now I I politely threw some away, and then I got a, I got a bigger place. And then I was like, why did I throw that yeah. away? But I have, like, the family matters. I, I don't know. That whole thing, I'm just like, they're like, what are you doing with the saving? I'm like, it makes me feel good. And I love... Love advertising. Like, looking at the old ads, that makes me so happy. I also have old Life magazines from my mom and dad, like the one after Kennedy was killed. Like, there's, I don't know. I love that shit so much. Yeah, yeah. Now, granted, you're right. It's it's hard to keep up with all that stuff, and and my wife thinks I'm a hoarder. But I'm not giving up my my TV Guide collection. Yeah, you, uh, I don't know. Hoarder is a hard word, but I think it's like someone that's like, this was a cool time for me. And it's not like you have to go back to that time, but when you open them, it just like makes you smile. You should have things that make you smile. Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. Yeah. And, and there, there's something about you know, TV that we all sort of you know, grew up with and related to, and it's a moment in time, and, and it's all preserved in these little like, magazines yeah. that you can hold on to and look and I, at. And not to get like, preachy, but I think that, to me, like, I'm not... Uh, not to speak for you, but I think an important time, at least for our generation, was connecting with your family. And it's so hard to connect with any human being, let alone your mom and dad and your brother or sister. But the TV was a thing that brought you together. Yeah. You know, you can say like, oh, but you guys aren't talking. Yeah, but you're watching a show like The Wonder Years. You're you're like learning how people react. Like your dad, like doesn't think that's funny. Okay, but you're, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, and I, I, I get scared at today with technology moving it further and easier to watch something by yourself. I think yeah. it's so important to watch things with your family or with other people. Like, it's such a good. I find it a good bonding experience to watch stuff yeah. with people. I think you're right in that, you know, we were missing this appointment TV where you had to be in front of the TV mm-hmm. at a certain time to watch a show, and you all enjoyed it, so you had to watch it together yeah. at the same time yeah. at, like, say, 8 o'clock on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to do that anymore. So yeah. now that's taken one less thing for families to, to bond over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So We got to bring that back. We got, I don't know how we bring that back. It's definitely not going that direction. No. So... Uh, I also remember one important thing was the remote control was much like your microphone cord having that thing. Uh-huh. That was so so cool. Sorry, yeah. I'm just remembering how cool the 80s were. <laughs> it's it's mid 90s. Yeah. Well, and uh, you know that that brings us to drunk history. Obviously, <laughs> remembering the old days yeah, and, yeah. and telling telling yarns, telling I stories. Hate the, I, I hate the present. I just like the past. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So. 
Uh, you've you've told like over two hundred stories now on mm-hmm. on the show, and yeah, and uh, so it's pretty pretty incredible the somehow, the longevity of all this. Somehow, yeah, I think the you know the more we do, and the more like I meet people and like think about how people are watching and stuff. I think in an odd way, how it's stayed around so long is people love to feel smart, yeah, <laughs> or smarter than you, you know, or make you think that they're smarter than you, and I think people like to tell others about the stories that they learn so they seem smarter. But yeah. um, I'm just so lucky that I'm able to tell a show where I'm learning and I get to teach people and laugh and work with the best actors in yeah. Hollywood, you know? Yeah, yeah. Evan Rachel Wood is beyond uh, my favorite, yeah. that's She that's, was really great. She's in the premiere. Yeah. And the a guy just starting out named Will Ferrell. And oh, that guy. Seth yeah, Rogen, yeah, I've heard of him. Elijah Wood. Yeah. Know. No, it's just I'm very lucky. It's and it's amazing that so many of them keep coming back. It is. I mean, it's okay catering, but I guess they really like it. I don't yeah. Know. Is it just part of it is that they they don't actually have to speak that they they're just like. <laughs> well, I humbly say it's really fun. It's yeah. really fun. You know, like we like to play like music while we're shooting because there's no sound. You know, when you're doing that portion. Yeah. You know, um, and it's a different way of acting. People don't. There's not another show where you go and lip sync. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Maybe lip sync battle, but that's about it. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, in the season premiere, Rich Fulcher uh, tells a story, and he's been overserved. <laughs> you think so? Uh, you think he had two months? <laughs> really? <laughs> well, what do you think? He's got a beautiful brain. He does so have a beautiful brain. His brain already has stuff that we can't understand. Yeah. You know, like he's al- he's naturally gonna say something that's like crazy yeah then you mix it's, a little bit of alcohol in there and it's just it's, it's great it's, yeah uh, but both versions are great I, I love him so much and yeah. yes it's out of control and it's my favorite story we've ever done and i'm not saying it because it's the premiere and i'm being interviewed like we got to shoot it on film i've never done that the, yeah. all the black and white stuff's on 35 millimeter and that was so oh fun. that's cool really fun and uh, and then uh Telling a story about someone telling a story. I didn't want it to be too cute and clever, but uh, I think I, I, I think it does its job. And I'm just so excited to like show people like this is a new way of doing yeah. a show that's been around for a little bit. No, it is kind of cool to do the the story within a story. Mm-hmm. So yeah. so you've got two different things going on at the same yeah. time. I was like, man, I don't know who to put here saying that. You got Evan Rachel, I got Rich Fulcher out of his mind, the fire and yeah. Will Ferrell, like, all right, well, these are good problems. Yeah, it's a good way to start a season. Yeah. So especially season six. Thanks. You. So I'm very excited. Um, and you know, I love I love when you break when when you and Kirby break. Yeah. So I know you're not supposed to, but I felt like that for that story, you just it's impossible not to laugh. Yeah. And there's something fun about I always wanted to do the show around a campfire, but you can't really do that with drinking. But I thought, well, if it's like, an, are you afraid of the dark parody and like kind of like in that thing but that's how history and stories were told yeah. are around a fire and i think there's something really intimate and uh perfect for the tone of what we were trying to do yeah yeah is uh give me a little hint of the rest of the season so what should we expect uh lots of comedy and also like really strong like important stuff like national parks we have an episode about national parks which is very important to me and uh, in that, you learn about how the Native Americans occupied Alcatraz and made it 
a national park. Uh, you'll learn about uh, John Muir taking uh, Teddy Roosevelt to um, Yellowstone to teach the president how important national parks are. And then you'll learn about Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, who saved the Everglades, and um, that is the school where Parkland kids came from and yeah. who they're inspired by is someone who was all about putting a pebble, being the pebble in someone's shoe and fighting against, if you don't like something, you fight against it and, you know, never stop fighting for what you believe in. And it's, yeah, it's a really important episode. Yeah. And I think people will like it. That's great. Obvious question, but (laughs) 200 uh, stories in, uh, is it harder now to find stories or do you, do you find that people always have a unique and interesting story that they want to tell? Uh, hard, hard is a, um, it's not getting harder. Um, it's getting to a place where I'm digging, the world is bigger now of like, that's why I like doing stuff like, are you afraid of the drunk? Where I'm like, I can do fun stories like that. And like making the word history a little broader, you know, we're doing another drunk mystery episode of like really cool unsolved mysteries and stuff like that. And, um, and uh yeah i just i think i want to keep doing the aspect of it's a different way of doing storytelling and like um finding stories just like why didn't i know about that you know yeah. we're doing a ripley's believe it or not uh episode and like telling a story about lawn chair larry do you remember lawn chair <laughs> i larry don't who flew on his oh yeah yeah balloons? yeah yeah and yeah colin hanks plays him it's oh really, that's that's really cool exciting yeah um, yeah, it's just I, I'm I'm very lucky, and I'm, I'm very excited about this season. Um, so going back to Wonder Years, yeah, let's 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 kind of complete that circle. Uh, did you watch it all the way through? I don't think I la- watched the last season. I mean, I when uh, you asked me to do this, I rewatched the pilot, and then the first thing I did was like I went to the Hoosiers episode. That was season two, uh-huh. and I just remember remember that coach, like the yeah. gym teacher. Yeah. That was so great. And Paul and him, like, that was just so funny. I remember, like, being a kid and just thinking, and you just, it's so relatable. I don't know. I loved it so much. But I I don't know what the last season I saw, but I know I don't know how it ends. Yeah. You should watch that final episode. It's it's one of those, like, really moving episodes where yeah. they manage to wrap up not only the show, but sort of give you a glimpse of what the future looks mm-hmm. like. And, and they do it really well, um, from what did, I remember. It's, did you have the same reaction when you saw City Slickers? And you were like, uh, is that Kevin Arnold? Oh, it's yeah, really yeah. really disturbing to me, because I didn't when know Stern was Daniel in there, yeah. Stern any other than that his voice. Yeah. And I was like, that's so, I can't yeah. watch this. That's yeah. Kevin Arnold. That and, and also uh, Home Alone, right? Well, that, yeah, that way. <laughs> yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. That was a smart move. Yeah. If he didn't do Home Alone, he might only be Kevin Arnold. Yeah. And I think in some ways, like, Wonder Years, well, Wonder Years came after Christmas Story, which was also a, a, a movie narration. that sort of did that narration yeah. mm-hmm. and, and looking back. But mm-hmm. those two sort of set the tone for narration on television 100%. and also how do you do a a look back at, you know, even like the Goldbergs and, and shows like yeah. that that aren't yeah. really that similar sort of have to pay an homage mm-hmm. to 
wonder years for for how you sort of can look back at a family and an totally. era, yeah, um, and and do it well. And you know, flaws. You know, like it was that family to me and Coach Taylor and Tammy Taylor that are the only like I'm like it's great to see a husband and wife like with flaws like yeah. that. For stuff on TV, they make everyone look perfect and everyone's getting along. And that's not real. And I think it's not a coincidence that the Wonder Years on Friday Night Lights, like, succeeded. And that is, to me, a very important thing. It's like seeing human beings that with flaws. Yeah. And that that's okay. Like, you figure out those flaws. Yeah. Yeah. I go on about Friday Night Lights. <laughs> I was torn on this. Because oh, yeah. I almost did Friday Night Lights. Yeah. That'll be a future episode. That'll be next time. That'll yeah. be season seven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the other Wonder Years episode that I always remember is the episode where Winnie had moved across town, mm. and so their separate schools both have a field trip at the same time at a museum. Do you and remember this episode? Into each other? No. Yeah, and and they sort of they have this moment where they were still dating, mm-hmm. but they had moved like to different schools, and so they were fall like drifting apart and they realize they're at the museum that they have to break up and it's like you know the saddest moment and then at the end of the episode you see the two school buses leaving the museum at the same time and then they turn their separate ways while uh you know the beach boys uh got only knows plays wow and how have i not seen this what season i forget which season i'll look it up but it's that's damn it's devastating it's Damn. still like as a kid I would just remember watching that and wow. feeling something as a kid like so <laughs> put that on your list that's really good yeah I gave me chills so what else is uh, coming up for you what uh, well, we're what's still up for editing. Derek Waters this yeah. is all I got right now you know I'm doing we did 16 episodes we're editing till April so yeah. we're I'm just doing this and having a blast and uh yeah that's great. Sixteen episodes. That's yeah. that's that's a pretty good order. Two hundred and five stories I think we've done. Yeah. yeah. But this year was thirty nine stories. So yeah, I'm excited to uh figure out how to take a break and see what's next. Exactly. Second yeah. half of twenty nineteen. Exactly. Well congrats on season six. Looking Thank forward you so to more much. episodes. I really appreciate yeah. it. I hope this was all recorded. Yeah. <laughs> at least on here. Yeah, at least on there. All right. Thanks, uh, man. Thank you, Pat. Yeah. I really appreciate Definitely. it. That's it for this edition of My Favorite Episode. Join us again next time as we once again explore another guest pick. And be sure to subscribe to My Favorite Episode on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you download podcasts. Also, head on over to Variety.com for your daily fix of TV news, analysis, and reviews. I'm Michael Schneider, and we'll see you again next time.